everyone, Justin Trapp with the Hello Church Podcast, my co-host. Wade Bearden, it's nice to speak to all of you again, episode 7 of Hello Church. Brought to you by Hola Iglesias, the Spanish version <laughs> of Hello Church Podcast. Hello Church, so we've been doing this for 7 episodes and I really appreciated, Justin, the response from yeah. people, especially on YouTube. Uh, this is... I guess made as a podcast and people can definitely subscribe on Spotify and YouTube or sorry, Spotify and iTunes, but people do uh, watch us on YouTube and the comments are great and I love reading through those. And so listeners, we're going to be talking about an important topic, especially right now. And if you have any thoughts or have any ideas, we would love for you to send us a comment, whether it's on Twitter or, or maybe just in the YouTube platform on the webpage. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about, we're going to be sharing five tips on preaching directly to a camera. And you know, 2020 has been a fun year. It's yeah. just a thrill, right? Not a lot has happened. It's been kind of chill, which I appreciate. It's been a chill year for sure. <laughs> and what's been crazy is that most pastors went from preaching to a live audience, right? Hearing that laughter, the mm-hmm. roar of the crowd, to speaking in an empty room yeah. directly to a camera. And I know for many pastors and many friends of mine, it's been a tough transition. Yeah, yeah. It's really tough. And it, it's hard either way, whether you are sitting like us in front of a table and you're looking at the camera, or whether you actually have a pulpit and you're standing up and you're kind of preaching from your stage. You're still preaching to a camera. And we want to talk about that. We want to give you some tips for preaching to a camera. And Church services might head back to more live presentations. Uh, They're currently doing that now, but this is something that people, I think, can use even when they're just doing uh, devotionals, uh, they're addressing their uh, congregation. It's just something that is needed in our digital spaces today. Yeah, I don't consider myself a naturally gifted speaker, so uh, taking somebody like me and talking directly to a camera, the podcast is much easier, right? Because you and I can lean on each other, you can talk, and I can sort of gather my thoughts. I'm not sort of carrying the entire video Mm -hmm. by myself speaking to the camera. So let's dive right in. Here's the first point. Uh, Use a teleprompter. I had a friend of mine, his dad's a pastor, and he called me and he said, hey, can I borrow the ministry, ministry pass teleprompter? My dad, he's not used to preaching to a camera, speaking to a camera, and it's supposed to be a two-minute video, and we've been here for about two hours, and <laughs> still not able to do it. Can I just uh-huh. come pick it up and borrow it for a day? And I said, sure. And I, I relate with his dad because you know, if you're preaching directly to a camera and you've not done that a whole lot, it can be very intimidating, it can be hard, and there may be things that you forget to say. You want to say something very specific or you want to say it a certain way and then you get into the moment and you just forget. You're just trying to like not mm-hmm. mess up and you're self-conscious. A teleprompter can really, really help. And I know a teleprompter sounds like it could be very technical and, mm-hmm. and expensive, but surprisingly, for about 150 bucks, you can be up and running. Yeah, you can get some that, that work with iPads. Uh, and use uh, we use Smart Prompt, yeah. which works really well. We'll put that in the show notes. And I, you know, I'm not someone who's going to, if I'm preaching now, if I'm doing a short video, I'm going to do probably a word for word script teleprompter. Uh, if I'm preaching, what I would probably do is I would have somebody work with the teleprompter 
and just have like basic notes and points. So there are a lot of different ways to do this. You don't have to write a manuscript and then read it word for word. And and for some people that could work I, I well. Love that. Yeah. yeah. And, and others it could it could it could feel kind of uh, mechanical. You could also do it by just having points and kind of slowly going through there. So there's a lot of different options as it relates to that. Don't think it just has to be this, you know, you're reading it from beginning to end and, and that's all. For some of you, that's great. Others, you can just do uh, points or quotes and just kind of work through it casually. Our second tip for preaching directly to a camera and it's it's very cliche, but it's practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. I think the only way that you can get better and you can get more comfortable preaching directly to a camera is for you to do it more. Mm-hmm. So I have an exercise. What do you think about this? How about a pastor will spend a week mm-hmm. filming as much as he can? If you're on the couch playing with your kids, film it, right? Talk directly to the camera, add commentary like you would be in a video. Uh, if you're making dinner, do a Facebook Live. Maybe you don't want to do, be a public with it. That's fine. But just record everything. Be on camera the entire week, whether you publish it, whether a soul sees it or not, just be on camera the entire week. And you will just, you'll begin to, um, you know, lower your guard and you know, not be so tense when the, mm-hmm. when, you, when the lights come on, if you will. That, that's sort of uh, something that I read on a blog on how to, how to be more comfortable and something, something is just to try it more. And uh, it made me think of this. Yeah, and I think that that's good either way. I, I think when you practice, one, you're getting more comfortable. But the second thing is is you're kind of understanding how you're perceived on the camera. And we all have this idea in our minds of what our facial expressions look like. Uh, but that doesn't always translate to screen. And so what I did when I started preaching, and I still do it sometimes, is I'll preach in front of a mirror because I wanna see what my facial expressions say. And we're actually reading a book, and I mentioned this in a previous episode of the podcast, uh, reading Malcolm Gladwell's uh, The Tipping Point. And he talks about a study that was done, and uh, individuals looked at different news anchors during the 1984 presidential election and observed how they talked about particular candidates. And they noticed that, that Peter Jennings uh, he was actually smiling more whenever he talked about Ronald Reagan. And as a result, they said the people who watched his nightly news show actually voted for Reagan more than they voted for the other candidate. Now, there's all this these questions of like causation and correlation, uh, but I think the point that Malcolm Gladwell makes is clear is that sometimes we don't even realize what we're saying with our face. Yeah. And so when you're practicing... You need to observe what your face is saying, and so if you're if you're preaching about joy and um, and and your face is very solemn, then you need you need to not change your personality, but you need to help to communicate that point. Same thing if you're talking about you know sorrow or pain or, or suffering. We have to share this story real quick. Yeah. We were interviewing somebody recently for a position here, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a video interview, mm-hmm. and we said, hey, and I forget his name. It was like, hey, Brad, tell us a little bit about yourself. And here's here here was his exact response. He said, well. Uh, I consider myself an enthusiastic individual. 
and that goes to your point like yeah. sometimes your facial expression and your and your posture um are very different than the words coming out of your mouth and yeah. we tried really hard i mean i was just trying hard not to laugh during the interview because it was yeah. so funny it was such a dry uh delivery yeah for the words that he was using and i'm sure he feels that he gets enthusiastic about his projects sure uh just like we get enthusiastic about the things we're talking about but we just have to we have to watch ourselves, and it's hard. It's it's so hard to watch it's yourself. It's painful. When, when these videos are released, our, our our podcast, it's so hard to watch myself on this podcast. Uh, but sometimes I'll do it to try to figure out how I can become a better communicator. So make sure make sure you practice. Yeah, and you may notice something that you didn't realize that you were doing, and maybe you've always done it. Uh, for instance, you, you know, you may roll your eyes, or you may flutter your eyes. Um, and you didn't even realize you were doing it. all of a sudden you, you watch yourself on camera and you're like, man, have I always done that? Or am I just doing it for this video? Cause I'm nervous. Those are all opportunities to improve. So don't be scared of those lean into those and, 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 and you'll be better for it. I remember when I had a speech pathologist listen to a sermon of mine and I wanted to just get an analytical, analytical perspective on my delivery and what I was saying and how I was saying it. And she sent me back some notes, and I was so embarrassed. I couldn't think about anything else after that. She said, you said the word um in a 45-minute message over 120 times. And you said the phrase, you know, which is a phrase that you use to, like, elicit a response to make yourself feel better. Uh, I said that over 60 times. And so from that point on, anytime I say um, I immediately get mad at myself. Even like mm-hmm. on a podcast, if I use the word um, I get really angry with myself, like stop saying um. Yeah. And, and, and I also hear it in speakers. And so it was painful. My point is this, it was painful, but it was necessary. And I'm a better communicator because of it. The third thing is this, don't force the, uh, the single take. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually messed up in the podcast earlier. I messed up. We didn't mess up. I messed up in the podcast earlier. But (laughs) this YouTube culture that we have, you don't really see single take videos often. If you notice some of the most popular YouTubers, you watch their videos, they're just just cuts and edits. And it's the same scene, if you will. It's the same person. But they're just, they're just, uh, you know, they're not trying to be perfect in a 10 minute single take. So don't burden yourself with trying to be perfect, completely perfect. If you say the word, um, don't stop, keep going, right? Because they can edit that out. You can edit that out pretty easy. I mean, it's really easy to even edit uh, videos on your phone nowadays. Oh yeah, it's super easy. And there is this kind of line because if you know in your mind that you can edit, then you are more prone to stop and say, oh, you know, I got to redo that because it didn't come out exactly like I wanted and you'll lose momentum. At the same time, uh, it is important to be able to go back and say, hey, I want to refine what I'm saying and I want to make sure I maximize my impact. So it's actually much easier if you have, if you can do it, if you have two cameras, it's really easy because you just have two angles. And so if I'm talking and I say, right, you know, I can cut before I say that on one camera, then cut to the other camera after I say that, cut that out, and it actually doesn't even look like you are pulling something out of the message. It looks like you're changing angles. And that's just a simple way to edit. So if you can do two cameras, it makes it easier. But to your point, Justin, a lot of YouTube personalities, uh, they have a single camera, sometimes on their computer, sometimes a phone, and they just 
they just cut and it works because they're really kind of keeping with the momentum of what they're saying and even sometimes with music in the background. So don't be afraid to do that. Um, also, make sure you're, you're kind of keeping your momentum going as you're talking. Yeah, which brings me to the, the fourth tip here on preaching directly to a camera, and that's this. Good lighting goes a long way. Now, a pastor I served under early on in my ministry uh, journey, he said this, and it always stuck with me. He said, people understand what they hear, but they believe what they see. And his point was about good lighting. If you don't have good lighting, it's hard for people to see that belief in your eyes. It's hard mm-hmm. for them to, to really grasp the, the full message of what you're trying to communicate if they can't see your face very well. And so for good lighting on a video, it can be very simple. Uh, a window provides natural light. If you yeah. want to sit sort of next to a window, let that glow from that sun come in. That's one thing. You can get you can spend a few hundred dollars and get you some video lights. Or you can go to Home Depot. If you want to do it really cheap, go to Home Depot, get a shop light and throw a pillowcase over it. Make yeah. sure it's the LED, not the Yeah, LED. You want to uh, set the house on fire. <laughs> I, I think the the biggest culprit uh I, I personally is just the raccoon eyes, right? Yeah. Where you've got the shadows under your eyes, uh, which can help to kind of block some of the emotions so so you have to and it just doesn't look good so that's something that's important to to get out and this is real simple stuff you can go get those white boards or white reflector uh just use the poster boards and put it in front of you maybe shine a light and bounce it into you so it's gonna bounce some soft light into you and i think that's super important i mean if you watch films um You'll, you'll notice that cinematographers probably don't get enough love because they really set the scene with the mood of the lighting. Mm-hmm. And you can change a scene drastically, uh, yeah. whether you can make something very moody or make it very bright. And when you're watching uh, films or television shows, kind of notice that and see what they're doing. And you, I, I think for us, you don't want something moody. You want something very bright. You want uh, that helps with your complexion too. Uh, so just kind of play around with that and tweak it and have somebody help you as you do it. But I don't think it needs to be a, uh, a huge deal. It doesn't need to be expensive. You can do it for the cheap. Yeah. If, if you want to dive into a lighting tutorial, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, he's a believer. He's also a well-known YouTuber. His name is Sean Cannell. And um, he has a video on just a real, real DIY or cheap light setup for, for your house or for your church. And uh, check that video out. We'll put the link in the show notes there. Yeah. Which brings me to our final point on preaching directly to a camera. And that's this. Change your dynamic to fit video. Now, pastors have been used to preaching on a stage, right? Perhaps in a large room. Maybe your auditorium seats 300 people or 500 people. And so you have to be very, very big with your expressions, right? Mm-hmm. And and the, the, your vocal dynamics in order for the person at the back of the room to hear it and to, to receive the way that you intend. Well, with a video, you have your phone, right? You could be in your kitchen or you could be at your office. You don't have to be so big and demonstrative <laughs> it, it, if you are it might feel like one of those cheesy uh, you know used car commercials mm-hmm. yeah well so i i did some video production for for a while and that's how i made my living for a short period of time and so i was periodically in videos and then in college i was actually in a stage play and what was fascinating is to see the different dynamics when you're on stage uh you have stage makeup and so yeah. it is very uh exaggerated and then your movements have to be much bigger when you're in front of the camera the makeup you use uh it's actually a a lot more natural and then 
your acting is going to be much more natural. So that was this real change. You got to be you got to be kind of big on stage and a little more subdued. And so that's gonna that's a good example of the transition you're going to make as you're as you're preaching, uh, especially if you're you're sitting down. I'll say this when you when you talk about dynamics. I think uh, pastors need to uh, understand how humor works mm -hmm. in videos. And so if I were you, I'd stay away from punchline type of jokes, right? So if you're telling a joke and you hit it strong with a punchline, those jokes work really well when there's an audience there to laugh. It's hard when you, when you do it on camera and then you just kind of pause. And it might be funny, but when that happens and I'm watching it, I think it's funny, but it feels a little more awkward than funny. Uh, so I would I would be careful of that. And then if you are telling, you know, maybe a funny story, if you're a little bit looser and you even kind of uh, laugh or giggle to yourself towards the end, I think that kind of frees it up for the audience to do that. So you definitely don't want to make it feel like you're laughing at yourself. Oh, what, what a great joke. But you're almost kind of easing that transition as you move back into the next portion of your message. So just understand how humor is used. It's, it's very different when you're on video. If you're in a, you know, recording a selfie video or you're preaching your message and you know, the, the crop is very tight, Honestly, you can use your facial expressions for, for uh, humor mm -hmm. because you can make a funny face. And on stage, right, on a normal Sunday morning on stage in front of the audience, they might not catch that, that eyebrow raise. Mm -hmm. But on a video, it becomes a lot more, you know, yeah. impactful. And so uh, to what you're saying about maybe laughing to yourself, I, I worked for a pastor and he had mentioned sometimes what he would do is he would just, he wouldn't overdo it, but he just slightly chuckle or just yeah. kind of, you know, soft giggle to himself right before he told uh, uh, something funny. Yeah. And he would almost let the audience know like, hey, this is funny or it gives you permission to laugh. Yeah. Especially if he was transitioning out of something serious to something funny. So, yeah. Um, I mean, if, and if I'm telling you a funny joke, if I'm speaking in public or I'm telling a story, not, not in public, just with, with friends, you know, I might say, oh, I, I gotta tell you this, this is a funny story, right? And, and that makes it feel a little more natural and mm -hmm. I, would, I would have people do that. The other, here's the other, another pet peeve that I have, Justin, is uh, try to be loose with yourself. So there's this, there is another line with preaching where um, I wouldn't say you have to change your personality, but if you're a very solemn, monotone personality, when you get on stage, you do need to push yourself, sure. right? Um, but at the same time, you don't want to be fake. And and this is what's kind of wild. I'll see pastors and they're talking, they're natural. And then when they start the video, they're like, Hey everybody, we want to welcome you. And it just <laughs> yeah. feels like uh, this is not a real person. Yeah. And so I would just encourage people try try to be natural. Get the old preacher voice. Yeah, and and it's easier on uh, this happens a lot during the welcome time during services where people's yeah. like, "Hey everybody, welcome to our church. We're so glad you're here." And it's a little bit easier on stage, but it still feels a little fake. Sure. So I would say just kind of just try to be natural if you can. You're just you're talking to your friends. And, and this really goes back to our second point, right? Which is practice, practice, practice. Yeah. If you can just record yourself for an entire week, everything that you do in your car, don't get no wreck. Uh making dinner, hanging out with the fam, going to the park, just record, add commentary. The more you can get used to speaking directly in the camera and then just seeing how it looks, how it feels, how you sound, you're going to get more comfortable and your your impact 
when you're preaching during your sermons or when you're wanting to record a, a special message to your church, it's just going to be so much better because you've sort of gone through, you know, you've done the hard mm-hmm. things, you've done the uncomfortable things to improve as a communicator. And so those are the five tips on preaching directly to a camera. And, you know, as we move through the rest of this fun, exhilarating 2020, uh, you're going to be better for this. Yeah. Your church is going to be better for this. And uh, it's it's only going to improve uh, your skills as as a preacher, as a communicator of the gospel. So those are the five tips. If you like uh, what you've been hearing, we're, this is episode seven. We'd love to have you subscribe whether you, wherever you listen to podcasts. So iTunes, Spotify, and then a lot of you, man, a lot of people. You're right, yeah. Wade. A lot of people have been watching on YouTube. Over a thousand people per episode right it's, out of the gate. It's pretty wild. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And, and like I said, too, make sure to comment. If you do listen through like Apple or Spotify or Stitcher, you can comment at Ministry Pass on Twitter. Maybe just let us know what you think. Give us some ideas. What are you doing as you teach in front of the camera? And if you watch on YouTube, uh, make sure to comment and uh, let us know. We, we'd love to hear that and hopefully interact. And also, if we have some resources that you need and you ask for it, we can pass that along. So that'd yeah. be super helpful. Yeah, especially if, if you have something that really helped you, made you feel more comfortable or helped you improve as a, as a communicator, share that in the comments. We would love to be able to, to add that in or circle back. And um, you know, it's going to benefit all preachers. So uh, we'll see you next time in the next show. Yeah, episode eight. Uh, Coming right up. I, I'm really excited about the next episode, and I think it's going to be really helpful for pastors. So we'll catch you later.